you know that Kanye tweet where he's like, I hate when people, when I'm flying and someone puts that tiny water bottle next to me, like, damn, I gotta be responsible for this tiny water bottle now? That's, like, my favorite Kanye tweet. Yes, I know that. That's Kane when Monty shows up. He's like, oh, I gotta be responsible for this new kid now. <laughs> Shoot. Hello, and welcome to The 100 Podcast, brought to you by the Aficionados Podcast Network. My name is Brittany Ray, and I'm a 27-year-old writer in Vancouver, BC. I'm on Twitter at, at Britannia, where I can be found attempting journalism and talking about my cat, and my zodiac sign is Virgo. My name is Robin Jeffrey. I'm a 21-year-old film student from Alberta, Canada. I run at The 100 Script on Twitter, and you can follow me personally at Robin E. Jeffrey pretty much everywhere. My zodiac sign is Pisces. Today we have words to say about episode 405 of The 100, The Tinderbox. So we're going to start by talking about stuff in uh, Becca's lab. So I know you have a lot of words to say on that. Would you like to take the lead on this one? There's so many little details in Becca's lab. Mm -hmm. Here's some of the stuff that I noticed while I was sort of flipping through the episode. Becca's lab has 10 levels. Oh, wow. Catch me upset that it's not 12 because that would have been... Of course. Awesome. Yeah. Um, she has three different labs, logistics, engineering, and testing. She has a prefab level. She also has pneumatic distribution level. I need more information on Becca. So much more information. I need more information because, like, we have a bunch of information of her once she's up in space mm -hmm. and once she's down from space, but I want to know more about her before she was in space. Yeah, like, the only thing that we see from Becca, like, before all of that is that video that Murphy saw. Yeah. So in that video, basically all you see is Becca meeting Allie, Allie telling Becca that there's too many people on the planet. Right. And that's it. That's all we know about young Becca. Mm -hmm. And that was in 2051. I need to know who's funded her. Okay. There's a lot of theories on that one though. Ooh, okay. Um, and I believe this- Oh, Cadogan? Is that yeah, why? Yeah, I think that's Claire's nice. theory from Metastation is that- Cadogan? I mean Cadogan. <laughs> I forgot that's how you pronounce his name. Well, that's what it is in, in the deleted scene in Prisoner of Azkaban. So there is a theory that that $10 million buy-in right. that Cadogan charged was actually used to fund Becca. Mm -hmm. Because how else do you get a giant rocket- Right? In a lab- <laughs> On an island. With ten stories. How do you buy an entire island, build a mansion, a bunker, and a lab? That's all, yeah. 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 So, in this opening scene where we have Raven spacewalking. Yes. In the background, on Netflix, in the subtitles, I noticed when I was rewatching, you can actually hear Jackson say, according to the record, Becca first developed what we mm -hmm. know as Nightblood for the Allegis Mining Company. It was for long-duration space missions where they put criminals into hypersleep and then gave them Nightblood to protect against solar radiation. Okay, so I assume that they were going to send these criminals to, like, a different planet? Or, like, what's the point? I think it was to send them, yeah, to a different planet. Okay. Because it, it was a mining company, so... Yeah. At some point in space out there is an entire colony of people. If that ever ended up working out. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not going to pretend to understand <laughs> Becca Promheta. <laughs> My biggest thought while watching this was, oh, there was a criminal mining ship. Let's talk about Battlestar Galactica. Do it. That's the plot of an episode called Bastille Day 
and I think it's the third episode of season one, where there is a revolt on a prison ship. Cute. Where um, Richard Hatch, as Tom Zarek, leads a revolt of prisoners. So that's an interesting thing. Yes. Possibly. I don't know. I don't know where I was going with this. I just get a lot of Battlestar parallels in this whole lab. I got, I even got a lost parallel in this lab. Where? Oh, it's like near the end. Oh, okay. It wasn't that, it wasn't a huge deal. It was just the fact that Raven called Abby Doc, and I was like, ah, (laughs) ouch, my heart. So, in this first scene, Raven is spacewalking in the most amazing set I've ever seen. Right? Isn't that set amazing? Yeah, it's so beautiful. And so clean. All of them, I want to say in this scene, everyone is clean. I know, it's amazing. I wish we were have an uh, all of them shower watch. <laughs> Incredible. Right? Everyone finally took a shower. I'm so happy. Their hair is clean. No one's got dirt in their nails. Their clothes are still in, in tatters. Just incredible. Are we sure this is still the 100? I don't know. Okay, talk about your thing while I Google what Allegis means because I forgot to do that. Okay, I just want to talk about how this has to be the future because that voice-activated computer is, like, so much better than Siri. Right? Like, I'm amazed at how well it, like, understands the words that everyone's saying. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you don't even have to check to see if it, like, misunderstood you. Like, it's just got it. It doesn't say, sorry, I didn't get that. Okay, so Team Jackson, first of all. Team Jackson always. Mm-hmm. Second of all, Jackson is, like, going around this episode holding things and like lifting raven and like you know i'm like bro you got shot last episode was that yesterday for you Mm. well interestingly monty says later that it's been a month since they started building stuff so it this actually could be a little god yeah so i don't quite know what the timeline is here huh but well, that would make a whole lot more sense because they seem very comfortable in there. Mm-hmm. And, like, they're like, oh, Luna's resting. Like, we found her a bedroom three seconds before we got here and now she sleeps there. But at the same time, it's running concurrently with what's happening with the Ice Nation. So right. how long have the Ice Nation been walking? Oh, my God, yeah. That's what. That's why I thought that it, it's only been, like, one yeah. day because they're like, okay... We're, we're leaving... Oh, right, because they said march on it tomorrow. They said march on it tomorrow uh-huh. yesterday. Or, like, last week, and I brought that up. Yeah. So... So what's the truth? I don't know. Anyway, I'm confused. Second, next thing. Reaper stick. In season three at one point, didn't they say, we only have one left, or, like, that was the last one, or whatever. So, did, like, did they just make more, or what? Uh-huh. Um, I, I'm just assuming so. And she called Raven baby. Because she loves her. So, in the second scene, in Becca's lab, Raven wakes up absolutely euphoric, and Abby's like, hold on, but Raven's not listening to her. And so, she jumps around, and she's very excited because she's starting to figure out that her subconscious is the thing that came through and gave her a seizure. Is this even real science? I don't know. I don't know science. I'm an art student. Yeah, I was going to say, like, here's the thing. I don't know anything about this science, but I'm willing to believe it. I'm like, I went to school for performance. (laughs) I went to school to learn screenwriting. So I just learned that you can make your audience suspend disbelief for only so long. But anyway, so Raven spends this entire scene gold blooming because she is rapidly giving us information in a way that we don't really understand. But what we do get from that is that Becca didn't go into skate into space to escape Allie, but to make Nightblood. Right. 
which doesn't quite add up. Why? Talk. Because Allie originally says that she did go to space to escape Allie, but that would mean that Becca hadn't even... When you, when we see Becca in space, two years later, she's only getting to the end of manufacturing the flame and Nightblood to accept the flame. Right. So when she created Allie 1, I'm just really confused about like the timeline of this and what the point of creating the Nightblood on the ground was. And then if she created the Nightblood in space, she only just succeeded in getting Nightblood to work right. when yeah. they took Polaris down and she went back down into onto the ground. So how did she create Nightblood on the ground, give it to a mining company, and then went up to space and then also created Nightblood again in a zero-G environment and this time it worked? Well, I don't think that she gave it to the mining company. I think that Jackson just said that it was manufactured, it was like supposed to be manufactured for the mining company, but she didn't like actually finish it. But that's what she was making it for originally. Okay. That's my thought. And so... By the time the bombs dropped, there was really no point. Right. Okay. Okay. I follow you. Another point about this that my mom actually brought up. Shout out, Denise. Mm Mm-hmm. She said, Raven says that she has parts of of Becca in her brain, but she didn't have the flame in her brain. She had the chip. So I don't know. Mm -hmm. That's just like not the same, you know? No, it's not. I think it has to do with the fact that Raven fully submitted to Allie's control. Mm -hmm. And then she got inside the City of Light and maybe it was when the City of Light merged with the flame. Huh. But she was out of it by then. Uh, yep. Right. And if she had that, why doesn't Abby have that? We don't know. So, anyway, so how did Becca get into space if her spaceship's still there? Um, <laughs> how, do, how do satellites get into space? Um, launch pads? How do space stations get into space? Launch pads? So maybe she went in there and her rocket ship was just supposed to be, like, for emergencies. <laughs> The Vestra 4 was for emergencies. That's what the 4 was for, is Vestra 4 emergencies. Okay. Got it. Cracked it. So, like, do you watch BBC's Sherlock? I mean, I have watched that, yes. How freaking Sherlock was that one scene where she just kept looking around and, like, looking at things? Like, the only thing that they were missing was, like, text coming up on the screen telling us what she was thinking. That's so true. Right, though? It was... See, I went for Jeff Goldblum, but you went for BBC Sherlock. Yeah. Yeah. Though, interesting that she looked up and there's apparently hydrazine running through the whole building. Really? But she says they don't have any. Yeah, it says, that's like the puzzle pieces that she puts together, is she looks at the orbital map and then she looks at the N2H4, which is hydrazine. But there's none there. But there's not, so there isn't hydrazine running through the building. But there used to be. Gotcha. Okay, that's where we, I was just like, but. Sorry. I'm sorry. But what about next episode? Why are they bringing the hydrazine? If they do not need it. In Mad Max The Hundred Road. Cute. Thank you. So then, uh, Abby and Jackson do some very shoddy science because Abby says that uh, Raven's using, like, almost all of her brain. Mm-hmm. Humans are always using all of their brain. Yeah. That's, that, that whole, like, we only use 10% of our brains is, like, uh, that's a myth. What if they see it and, um, okay, ooh, I got one. Okay. Close your eyes. Okay. Imagine this, Okay. Okay. They're like Abby and Jackson are looking up on the screen, right? Uh huh. And the camera is on the screen and we see the brain thing, right? Uh huh. And then it turns back to them and they both just become the Mr. Krabs shook meme. (laughs) (laughs) Yes? I really need a gif of this now. Yeah. 
So I have an important question. Okay. So Abby says that she she and Jackson both see it, and then Jackson explains for the audience, oh, what's that? Um, and Abby says, we don't know if it's a stroke. So do you think it's possible that it is actually not a stroke? Um, okay, but like what else? What is it then? That's my problem. <laughs> my weird little, my weird sort of super crack theory is that it's like a little bit of like contained night blood. Oh. Huh. And it's like messing with her brain because there's like, and maybe Abby has the same thing. They both have some night blood in there. That's, that's my weird theory. But, but where would the night blood come from? I think there's a little bit in the chips. Why? I don't know. There would be in the flame, but not in the chips. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just, I'm just saying things. (laughs) Like, this is a sci-fi show. They can tell me anything. Sorry, I'm sorry. I'm making too much, trying to make sense of this. Well, we're really trying to make sense of this whole episode. Even though I really enjoyed these lab scenes, just for the record. Mm-hmm. They were really good. How, I felt so bad because, like, it was a really cute scene because Raven's like, I drive, you cook, oh. and it was, like, parallels to season yeah. one because, like, they were supposed to go down together or whatever, and I'm just like, Jackson is standing right there, <laughs> and he's not invited? Like, how rude. Jackson's third wheeling it. Maybe Jackson has to go instead of uh, Abby now. Why? Well, because I figure as someone's going to keep Abby on Earth, they need one doctor. So Raven and Jackson. Oh, that's true. Yeah, Raven and Jackson will go up into space. She has a boyfriend. She has to. See, and then there's the ship. Literally, a ship in a ship. Yeah. I'm so happy. Yeah. So Abby and Raven have this super just like maybe I was crying, but don't worry about it scene. Where Raven tells Abby that she has to let her go. Mm-hmm. Which I think is a huge insight into who Raven is as a character. Because she's just ready to die in order to help everyone. It almost felt kind of Jasper-y. You think? Yeah, just because she's just like, well, if everyone else is going to die, then like... I don't know. She's kind of... It, it's like... It's like if Harper was actually sick, you know? Like, she would be like, mm-hmm. don't put me on the list because I have this problem and I might be a drain on medical resources. Yeah. So, I don't know. Like, Abby, like, um, Raven's really, really important to be on the list, but also... She would take herself off it in a heartbeat. Exactly. Raven. Um, and so at the end of the scene where we've had Raven and Abby... Oh, by the way, it was really nice to see Raven and Abby get along, just for the record. Mm-hmm. Um, because... They've had a tense two seasons, but... And they haven't really talked about the fact that Abby took the chip for Raven. Yeah, that's true. So that's probably an unspoken conversation, but um, at the end of the scene, Jackson says, well, Abby, you had the EMP used on you too. Which, like, thank you, because, like, I was like, hello, does no one remember this? Yeah. (laughs) And then uh, I spent, like, the next hour crying, but don't worry about it. They're going to have to find some way around this because I don't think we're going to lose Raven and Abby in one season. You think we're losing Raven this season? I don't think we're losing either of them. No? No, I think it's a red herring. No, I, I don't think so either. Because how could you? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> if Raven dies, like, the world riots. Yeah, it's like if they kill Daryl on The Walking Dead. Mm-hmm. You can't, you can't kill Daryl and you can't kill Raven. And then Abby's like, well, um, I'm fine. But, like, she totally knew, even before she had the hallucination at the end. Like, she totally was just like, uh, I know. Yep. But she just didn't want Jackson to know, I guess. 
And I don't think she's going to tell anyone. No, I don't think so either. She's going to keep that to herself and focus. She might tell Raven, but she'll mostly focus just on Raven. Yeah. Oh, Abby. So do you have anything to say about the hallucination at the end? Um, just that I'm really sad that it happened. <laughs> yeah, it was gross. And also, is is Abby just sitting seizing in a chair somewhere with no one around? Huh. I don't know. Yeah. So that was the lab. So that was the lab. Now we're going to talk about um, Octavia and Nyla and Ilian and all that stuff that's happening in Arcadia. Nytavia. What happened to Helios? <laughs> OMG! Helios was the MVP last week, and then she falls off, and he's just like, well, I don't have opposable thumbs, so it's up to you. Okay, well, we we do know that Helios knows how to get home, so maybe he just walked himself home. Like, I wonder if Ilian was just like, quick, let's both get on this horse and ride home, because does he know where Arcadia is? I feel like a lot of grounders know where Arcadia is by now. Or was he like, let me hold you and let's just walk? Like, I feel like he probably took yeah. the horse. You know, so maybe Helios is there, but like, sad lack of Helios. Yeah. Sad. Okay. Bad. Mad. Moonshine. Moonshine for trading posts. So like, Nyla just gets like hammered every night or does she like trade that at her trading post? Yeah, Robin, she just sits there and gets hammered every night. She seems like the type. Actually, if I, yeah, if I were Nyla, I probably would. Wait, are we talking about Nyla or Jess? <laughs> I think Jess would appreciate a good thing of moonshine. Yeah, exactly. Oh, Jess Harmon, you are a gift. Um, do, I like that, uh, Nyla seems to have, like, a little bit of an accent now. Yeah. It does Did seem kind of Did Nyla always have an accent? I recall her having some sort of of accent whatever it is it's really pretty yeah i like it it makes the trig sound uh very lyrical mm-hmm. to answer your previous question obviously nyla trades it okay <laughs> yeah okay <laughs> and she dries all the sky crew's meat for them which is a nice way to get nyla back in the story what a peach and also i really want she and clark to kiss again what who said that who's that? you in the back oh no no it wasn't me oh sorry <laughs> yeah no there's this part in ABPS, like the Harry Potter sequel, when when um like Lupin has like messed up everything because he turned into a werewolf, and he's just like, oh no, this this is a mess. Uh, hey, Lupin shouldn't have to pay for that. Yes, who said that? <laughs> That's me. <laughs> That's what that reminded me. Of. I always knew I felt an affinity for Remus Lupin. Yep. Okay, so is Clark m- reminding her about the radio for like Nyla's safety, or is she just like? Like, is that what it was? Or was she, like, talking about how the fact that Bellamy won't answer his radio? I don't know. I don't. It feels like foreshadowing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it does feel like foreshadowing. So then she's going to try and reach Nyla on the radio and she's going to be like, sorry, forgot to charge it, lol. Do you think Nyla made the list? No. No, I don't think so either. I think it was all Sky Crew. You think she would considering she's actually kind of important? Yeah, you know what? I would agree. Which uh, leads me to the question that I like to ask every week. Uh-huh. What did Tim Bartlett do to get on the freaking list? You think when they cut the list down from 100 to 50, Tim Bartlett still made the cut? I'm going to be so mad. <laughs> I'm going to be like, answers, please. <laughs> You're never going to get the answer of Tim Bartlett. You know that, I know. right? I'm so sorry. 
So Ilian brings Octavia in, blah, 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 blah. Harper's like real pup set about it. You know that soundbite that we use in our Riverdale podcast where it's, um, I'm not stalking you? Yeah, don't panic, I'm not stalking you. Don't panic, I'm not stalking you. That's Ilian. That's Ilian and Octavia. Yeah. Except Octavia is so much better than Miss Grundy. And Ilian's um, probably so much better than Archie, honestly. Uh, really? After this episode? Well, I could be swayed. Moving on. And the next point I wrote down was Nitavia. Oh my god, that's mine too. <laughs> that's it. That's all I have to my, say. My polo point literally says Nitavia. Um, I like the emergence of Sassy Monty. Do you want to talk about Sassy Monty? Oh, he's getting uh, he's getting honorable mention in the Sasquatch the, uh, this episode. So. Heck yes. Good for that guy. I really like that Monty still has not forgiven Clark. I really love the emergence of Sass Monty. Yeah. But then when things get bad, he immediately follows Clark. He's like, yeah. okay, I need to help. Because he has priorities. Exactly. He knows how to, like, put those away in his mind and figure out what things are important. What a peach. <laughs> what a little peach. He's not a cinnamon roll, he's a peach. I have a question. I have an answer. So no one notices Ilian walking around? <laughs> Arcadia just, like, haphazardly? With, like, a thing full of flammable liquid? They're just like, that guy looks like he's doing some, uh, some good community work. I feel like that's either a good reflection on Sky Crew that they don't even blink when grounders are around. So they're like, okay, so we're past the whole xenophobia thing. Or they're all really dumb. Right. And considering all of their leaders are busy on an island or chained up at the Ice Nation, I'm thinking it's just that they're all really dumb. Yeah, I was thinking probably leaning towards dumb. Uh, also, hashtag Pike Parallels. Hashtag Pike Parallels. Heck yes. My goodness. Let's talk about the Pike Parallels once we get down to Tinderbox. Yes, ma'am. So, Ilian goes to the server room, and I want to talk about Ilian for a second. But, okay. So, Ilian, I have feelings about this person. Okay, I want to hear them. But, like, I'm also kind of conflicted about it, because, like, I strongly disapprove of what he did. <laughs> yes. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go out on a limb and say that I, you know, I'm 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 a little bit angry mm-hmm, mm-hmm. about it. Yeah. Um. But also, I'm less annoyed with him than I am with Riley somehow. <laughs> <laughs> but here's the thing: is that like, Ilian seems to have this thing where he will not kill people. Mm-hmm. Which I think is really nice that he he'll go out of his way to save people because he probably I mean I'm insinuating that he feels like he's killed enough people already absolutely um and so now it's like just technology I guess which is an understandable motive because I do like that the show um which mm-hmm. I don't think they did in season three but they are doing in season four is very clearly presenting why all of these characters are making these choices mm-hmm so we know definitively that Ilion made this choice because he wants to destroy technology. Right. In the name of his family. That's a very clear choice. It's not a choice I obviously agree with. Right. But you can see why he did it. Yes. Which I really appreciate. Octavia brings up the fact that she hates the Ark because she was a prisoner there. Which makes sense because, you know, through all of season three, she just, like, avoided the place. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I guess I never put that together. <laughs> what, that she, that she was one of the hundred because she was a prisoner in Skyblock? 
No, that, like, the reason why she avoided going inside Arcadia all the time was because she was a prisoner there. Yeah, and now they want to lock her inside of it. But, like, I'm not even thinking about, like, Skybox prisoner. I'm even thinking about prisoner in, like, her own little apartment place. Yeah. Oh. How is Octavia not, like, dead from walking around the ship? I don't know. She just got stabbed. She's amazing. Yeah, it was that was the power of Nyla. But how did Ilian survive that blast? Because he was, like, right beside it, and we didn't see him, like, hide or, like, go into cover or anything. Oh my god, I didn't even think about that. Nyla and Octavia are, like, on the ground, coughing, and he's just like, hey, here I am to pick you up and carry you to safety. He doesn't even have any cuts on his face. No. Is Ilian immortal? Yo. Is he the next Richard Alpert? <gasps> I was gonna make a season six reference, but I don't want to spoil anybody. For a show that's been over for, like, a couple years now? I still don't want to spoil anybody. It's the biggest spoiler, okay? Okay. Okay. Question. Answer. Where is Jasper? Just kidding, I don't have an answer. Because, <laughs> <laughs> like, the two people that we actually care about that would have been in Arcadia, I think, would be... Jaha and Jasper, and we know that Jaha's off yonder looking for Bellamy. Jaha's off looking for Bellamy still. (laughs) So, but we don't know where Jasper is. I assume that they wouldn't just, like, show up next episode and be like, oh yeah, no one's seen him, he probably died. Like, like Jasper deserves better than that, you know? He was, um, I gotta, I'm trying to think of something. What could Jasper have been doing while Arcadia was burning? I honestly feel like he's the kind of person to just, like, whittle something. <laughs> he's, at, he's taking some Jasper time. Yeah, he just, like, sings songs and whittles wood. Yeah. That, yeah. yeah. So he, he's probably whittling, like, some kind of friendship thing for Monty. Yeah. Yeah. Like a nice, like, necklace or something. Oh, that's nice. That is nice. Best friends forever. Guess what? When I was watching the episode with subtitles, someone mm-hmm. in the crowd of Arcadia yelled the name Freddy. Oh no. Who's that? Here we go. I would like to know. That's my whole note. I just would like to know. Did your heart break just a little bit? Because I don't know who Freddy is? <laughs> no, I'm watching Arcadia burn. Yes, I was pupset. <laughs> She was pupset because she's a puppy. But I was also wondering, like, how come how come people aren't like getting a little farther away? Felt like everyone was real close. They kind of were. They were definitely within getting roasted distance. Mm-hmm. And then, like things start like exploding off the top and falling, and I'm just like, um, let's run. Y'all need to back up a little bit. I am so upset that Ilion walked in and destroyed Cain and Abby's legacy because they're the two who built Arcadia. When Abby was chancellor over those three months, they built Arcadia into the thing it was and Ilion burned it and now their legacy is gone. And so I'd like to have a really stern lecture with Ilion and tell him that I'm not mad, I'm just disappointed. Talk to me about the Blake siblings. Okay, so... (laughs) Here's the thing. 
we didn't actually see Bellamy have a strong reaction to Octavia dying except for that one scene and then he found out, but their reunion was somehow still absolutely amazing. And he carried her. Yeah. And she just, like, cried. And this is probably the first time Octavia's cried in a long time. In a long time. Like, she's done it before, but it's been a while. Mm-hmm. I think the last time she cried was... Lincoln? Yeah. And then yeah. she just closed right back up. Mm-hmm. But now she's kind of... it's so She actually gets to be vulnerable with Bellamy. Can I... I'm gonna make a parallel to season one. Okay. So, in season one, all of their food burned. Mm-hmm. As well. And Octavia was kind of in the middle of that as well. That's a great parallel. Thanks. That's my whole thing. I liked it. (laughs) Also, my mom said that Ilion's name kind of, like, relates to, like, something called uh, Ilium. Mm -hmm. So you know how we were talking about Trojan horses? Yeah. And how Octavia did that very, very beginning of the season? Yeah. That's kind of what Ilion's doing this episode as well. So, um, Troy was a city situated in the far northwest region of the known and late blah, 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 blah. Wow, was that verbatim? Yeah. A new capital called Ilium was founded on the site in the reign of the Roman Emperor Augustus. Augustus had a sister. And her name was Octavia. Yo! So, yeah, Ilium was like a capital um, near Troy, Troy or of Troy or something, but... Mm-hmm. So, like, all of these things are very, like... Troy Trojan horse based, and that's cool. And also, according to Wikipedia, St. Eligius is the patron saint of goldsmiths, metalworkers, and coin collectors. So that would make sense for a mining company. Ooh. Mm. There's so many fun things happening in this episode. Yes. Okay, last thing about this this one here. Nyla is just like, please go help Octavia. And then, like, was she hugging Monty because they're bros or just because she was sad? Listen, Nyla needed a hug. No, I relate. I feel that. Like, Nyla's been through a lot, but also she and Monty met, didn't they? When um, they went to Nyla's trading post to D-Chip Raven? Yes. Was Monty there? Yeah. Yes. Yes, because he he went to the dropship with Octavia and then came back. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Uh Uh-huh. But yeah, Nyla needed a hug, um, and I don't blame her. Yeah. And she should kiss Clark or Octavia. I don't care which one. Or Raven if she comes back. Whatever. Or Raven, any of them, really. I don't, I'm not picky. <laughs> Just, you know, not Murphy. Yeah. Murphy, listen. Yeah. Murphy thinks everyone's flirting with him, but he's taken, okay? <laughs> okay, but imagine Murphy and Nyla meeting. Be like, who the hell are you? <laughs> yeah. May I help you? <laughs> I really want to see the Harmon siblings act together, please. Oh my god, that would be so funny. I feel like they're not doing that on purpose. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Okay, really quickly, we're going to go into all the stuff that Roan and Clark talk about in the cave, and then after that, mm-hmm. talk about, like, the whole rest of the stuff that happens. Okay. So, question. Are you going to promise me an answer? Answer. The flame is gone, but Roan might not believe it. Next thing is that Clark is the one who says the flame is gone. She knows this how? Well, because Octavia told Kane and Kane told Clark. Okay. So then Clark knows that it's not actually gone? Yeah. Okay. But there's a flaw in Rowan's logic. By the way, I love seeing Rowan be, like, an actual, like, leader and king. It is kind of super awesome. 
Yeah. Like, Rollin's obviously mm-hmm. meant to be, like, a battle king. He's not meant to actually sit on a throne. He needs to be in the thick of it. Mm-hmm. But Rowan says, I think you're making a new commander. Right. But the flame has been destroyed. But maybe it hasn't been destroyed. But what the hell is the point in making a new commander? Yeah, right? For what purpose? For, for what what purpose would that serve? Why would they even want to unseat Rowan when they're all gonna die? Yeah. Oh, Rowan. What a guy. So he brings up Lexa, and he says that she was above loyalty to clans, but, like, was she, though? Okay, I like that you and I have the same point, but different perspectives on it. Okay. Okay, so he brings up Lexa, and he says that she was above clan. And, I like, I don't know if she was ever actually above, like, alliance to tree crew, because mm-hmm. obviously she favored tree crew. Yes. But he accuses Clark of doing that with Sky Crew, but notice that the only people that Rowan brought with him to go into the dropship... Yeah! (laughs) That's so funny. Like, did he tell his ambassadors? No. (laughs) Did he bring anyone from Tree Crew? No. Hypocrisy, I'd say! Rowan's just... I I, I can't help it. Everything Rowan does, I'm like, I love you. Love you, you're the best. You're the best, and you're probably gonna do something shitty, but I will still love you. Um, I also thought that, uh, there was a really nice point where they both talked about sacrificing their mothers. No. And that was a cool thing that they had in common. Yeah, the fun difference there is that Naya was an actual demon. Yeah. And Abby is an angel sent from above. Correct. Yeah. But, yeah, that was a- that's a nice parallel right there. Yeah. And also, Clark terrified me in that scene. Um, and then my next point is sharing is caring. So they're all just gonna share. They're best friends now. They're gonna go 50-50. Okay, but I I do like that the entire point of that scene was, I guess I'll share my toys with you. I guess. Instead of the tinderbox, it should be called the toy box. Oh my god. And inside is the flame. And like a little (laughs) toy version of the Ark. Yay! Little rovers. Oh! (laughs) And little infinity signs. Yeah. And then, like, you know, like, toy swords. Okay, I have a thing. Mm-hmm. My hand's up. Okay. Y- yes, you in the front? Uh, thank you. So, I don't think this is true. Because uh-huh. I think that it would have been made a bigger deal if it actually was. Uh-huh. But, like, Clark cuts her hand and her blood looks pretty dark. I had that same thought. But I think that if she did still have some night blood in her veins, which honestly would not be, like, would not be not plausible. <laughs> So it would be plausible, is what I'm saying. Yeah. So, but also, if she were to cut herself, because, like, I don't think Roan knows that she did the transfusion or whatever. I feel like if they shook hands, or Mm -hmm. even if, like, Clark would be like, whoa, I didn't realize I still had night blood in me. Or, like, they would shake hands and Roan would look at his hand and be like, hmm. This. (laughs) That's the wrong color. You've, uh, you've omitted another thing. By the way, I think a really smart thing to do in a post-apocalyptic society with shoddy medicine is to do a blood pact. Right? Yeah. Totally. That seems really safe and not at all at the absolute wrong decision. Um, do you have anything else about Ronan Clark in the cave? Best friend blood pact. Seems safe. <laughs> seems safe. Good. There is a point when Rowan and Bellamy and Clark are all talking together and Echo's there and she said, nothing happened, sire. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And Rowan literally looks at her like, yeah, sure, Jan. Sure, Jan. (laughs) Sure, Echo. 
I love that they they feel like siblings to me. Yeah. And that's so funny. <laughs> they absolutely do. They're like, I gotta lie to my big brother now. Sorry. So now we're gonna move on to the rest of the stuff, <laughs> like with the tinderbox and the plan and all this other stuff. So beginning with the scene where they're trying to figure out what to do. Miller's dad is in charge. So like father, like son. Cute. Love dad Miller. Dad Miller. Um, Riley looks straight into the camera. Like he's on the office. But here's the thing. It's like, I'm in the middle of editing a short film right now. And uh-huh. if someone looks into the camera, it's pretty obvious. Mm-hmm. And you can't use that shot. Unless you're specifically trying to break the fourth wall. And, like, he was the one in focus in that shot. So there's no freaking way they missed that. But I'm also not sure if they did it on purpose or not. If they, like, told him to look into the camera. I don't think they did, but I also think, like... I don't think they did. You can't use that shot. You can't do it. Just don't. I love editing with Robin. It makes me so happy. Just don't freaking do it. Don't do it, man. Everyone's unsettled. (laughs) I feel like it's just definitely just, like, Riley's fault here. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Everything's Riley's fault. We're just gonna blame- we're gonna blame all of the terrible things that happen on Riley from now on. Totally. Yeah. So, yeah. And then maybe people will stop blaming things on Finn. They're- they're so similar, it's ridiculous. Yeah, Finn was our go-to, rightfully so, because he killed a bunch of people. He was our go-to, uh, guy, and now it's Riley. Yep. That's nice. So we're told that Jaha found Bellamy's truck, blah, blah, blah. Um, Harper, Harper calls, so his name is Monty, but Harper calls him okay. Monty at one point. And I was like, That's so Canadian. I was like, ah. I do that though. I feel like that has to be like a little bit of like an Alberta accent, right? I guess. I, I'll do that for, like, regular Monty. words, maybe, but not for someone's name. Well, maybe that's her nickname for him. Okay. <laughs> Hashtag Marper. Cute. <laughs> so, will you explain to me exactly what Pike's plan is that they're trying to achieve? Oh, Pike's plan in the original Massacre of Tree Crew was to do it in the middle of the night with the element of surprise, so no one knew that they were coming. Mm-hmm. And... Kane sent Octavia originally, again, so we have, like, that Octavia parallel, to warn Tree Crew of the coming massacre. Right. But it didn't work. It's always Octavia. Yeah. hmm Here, it's, again, the element of surprise is we will get to them before they can hurt us and we'll put a bunch of guns on them. Right. Which, again, it's, I mean, it's not the worst plan and that was the whole thing about Pike that I don't think they explored as much in season three, is that he did have a lot of good ideas. They were just used in the completely wrong way. Right. Yeah. So Kane and Bellamy are the hostages. hostages. Yeah. Words are hard sometimes, I think. And like, you know, good beard. Good beard. Poor Kane. Even his hair is distressed by this development. I want to talk about the fact that Riley is clearly supposed to be Brian. Yeah, please talk about that because it's pretty obvious. So here's the thing is that when they chose to substitute Wick for Sinclair last season, which was mm-hmm. a good choice, um, yes. I honestly feel like all of these nice things with Raven felt even more important because they were Sinclair. Mm-hmm. Because we have had Sinclair all of season one. And we've had Wick for just the beginning of season one. Yeah. I mean, sorry, just the end of season one forward. He came in at episode 11. Yeah. And then we get 
so then there's Brian, who comes in sort of beginning of season three, mm-hmm. but means more to us than some random that just showed up out of freaking nowhere. Because we've seen, like, good sides of Brian. Yeah. But so far, I have seen zero good sides of Riley. We don't even know Riley. No, we don't even know Riley. And what annoyed me the most is that he's like, I know Riley. Or, like, I like I know him. So you should let me come with you. But I'm like, mm-hmm. really? Because when you guys were at Farm Station looking at these slaves, Brian was bringing up how Riley was here and you seemed to not care at all. Yeah. But he was just like so conflicted because I feel like if he knew Riley he would have been like well yeah let's save Riley just like Brian but all of a sudden Bellamy's like oh yeah I know Riley I can talk about it and Kane's sitting there like who the frack is Riley here's the thing I know that it couldn't have been Brian I know they couldn't have let it be Brian although I still kind of feel like let Brian do this one scene and have this be the reason why Brian's not in the show anymore yeah or make it Miller or something well, M- Miller's on the island, though. Like, we- no, I know, but if Miller wasn't on the island, like, literally make it anybody who we actually know. Anyone who was impacted by I- Ice Nation or Farm Station. Have it be Miller, who's just like, this guy was mean to my boyfriend. Mm-hmm. It would make more sense if it was Miller. Or even Dad Miller, who was like, yes, these people put the person that my son loves in danger. But instead, they just gave us this random who, like, wasn't even supposed to be on the guard. Yeah, that's that's my question is, what the hell was he doing on that mission? Because he was in that room and, like, fine, let him be in the planning room. But, like, don't don't hand him a gun. There were tons of qualified trained guards standing right there. Yeah. And they did not use them. Instead, this is why you don't give teenagers guns. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But so you think definitely originally Brian was supposed to be the person that went through all of this. I think almost certainly. Okay. Yeah. I think you're right. So Monty, I love this moment because Monty's like taken charge and he like takes the rating and was just like, Riley, let me yell at you. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is a nice, this is a cool side that we don't usually see. Yeah. From Monty. In charge, Monty is like rising. That Harper was pretty into it. Oh, uh, I hate you. <laughs> but like probably. Okay. Echo's makeup. She's getting better. Much better. She's, I feel like she and Rowan are really making a concentrated effort to find their right foundation shade. Yes. And like, you know, they're not mixing well enough and I feel like their application's really off, like too streaky. But overall, really an improvement from last week. True. Yeah, they're really working on their, their technique and their form. I'm just so proud of them, you know? New segment? (laughs) The Ronan Echo makeup hour? Yes. I think that sounds fantastic. I'm just saying they don't need to always use the Illamasqua white foundation. They could mix it a little. Exactly. Yeah. So Bellamy finds out that Octavia's okay pretty much by himself. Yeah. Kane's like, do you think it was Octavia? And Bellamy's like, yeah. Yeah, I do. Yeah, I do. This plot line is already over. Shout out to my new favorite tiny character, Costa. Okay. Okay. Costa is bad at his job. <laughs> what guard worth his salt sees a kid wander off with a gun and thinks, oh, that's probably fine. Listen, Costa was told not to leave his, his like, place. So shouldn't he call out someone who's leaving him pl- his place? I guess. 
Shout out to Casa. All right. How much did I love that the three options for what uh, Riley was up to were going home, peeing, or assassinating the king? <laughs> He's Monty's like, what else? What else? What else could he possibly be doing? And I'm like, well, Monty, any number of things. Yeah. He, M- Riley is clearly like a man of many talents. He could be doing anything. You know what kind of bothered me? What? Was that um, Monty's like, well, I got to go down there and tell them. And Harper's like, don't, you might die. And he's like, well, I'm, I'll do it anyway. And instead of being like, wait, and having like a cute Marper kiss moment, she just goes, okay, bye. All right. <laughs> I was like, if you're going to be a ship, be a ship. I love this Robin discourse right now. <laughs> this hot take is amazing. This is not ship enough for me. Literally, if you're dating somebody, mm-hmm. like on the regular... Like, going steady, you know? And they're like, gonna go walk off to my possible death. You don't go, all right, well, good luck. <laughs> like, at least throw a may we meet again in there. Exactly. It'll be, you know, cute. At least one. I like how you're like, I don't want this, but if I have to have it, do it right. Exactly. <laughs> I like this. Uh, I want to talk about the license plate dude also. Oh my god. So license plate dude has, like, peak fashion goals. What's his name? I don't know, but I love him. I want to know. So one of the grounders has armor that is just all license plates. Yeah. I don't know how effective that's going to be. Yeah. But I'm overly interested in what states he got his license plates from. Hmm. Hmm. I'm also, that would be interesting. Yeah. Yes. Good question. Is it New York? (laughs) That would be one option. Yes. (laughs) I literally forgot the other states on the East Coast. What is it, like, Massachusetts, Maryland? That's one. That's that's a place. You want to do more? It's Washington, D.C. is in there. It's not a state, but that's a place people go. Listen, we can name all the Canadian provinces and all three territories, but... Robin? What? Do it. What? Really? Do it. Do it. Okay, well, how many are there so I can count on my fingers, make sure I don't miss one? What do you mean, how many are there? Okay, okay, fine, fine, fine. I'm just gonna go and see the Canadian map in my head, okay? Territories, Yukon, Northwest Territories, none of it. Nailed it. Down a bottom, BC, Alberta, mm-hmm. Saskatchewan, Manitoba, Ontario, Quebec, Newfoundland, and Labrador. Down bottom, New Brunswick, Nova Scotia, PEI. Is that it? You got all of them. Yeah. I'm really proud of you. I just saw the map in my head. Well, I can't even do that because I always forget that New Brunswick is a place. <laughs> you do? Yes. Where the, where the hell is New Brunswick and who is from there? I've never met anyone from New Brunswick. I have. All right. I think. Have you? Might have been Nova Scotia. I don't know. Anyway, so license plate guy. Let, let's name him. <gasps> okay, let's call him license plate guy. Okay, done. Okay. <laughs> okay. So Be- Bellamy and Monty switch places, but like now Becca's going off into wherever, but like it's still dead. There's no freaking way. Yeah. Still still not not on team Becco. But also Kane in that scene was like, you know that Kanye tweet where he's like, I hate when people when I'm flying and someone puts that tiny water bottle next to me, like, damn, I gotta be responsible for this tiny water bottle now. That's like my favorite Kanye tweet. Yes, I know that. T- 
That's Kane when Monty shows up. He's like, oh, I gotta be responsible for this new kid now. <laughs> Shoot. He just keeps collecting new kids. He's like, what did I arrest you for? Which one are you? Which one? <laughs> what do you mean? Are you asking me an actual question? No, I'm just being Kane. Okay, that's what I thought. Oh, which one are you? <laughs> yeah. You know what that reminds me of? Arthur Weasley sitting down at his kitchen, his dinner table <laughs> and being like, this one isn't mine. <laughs> and Harry being like, oh, hello. Sorry for stealing your toast. <laughs> that's Monty. Monty's like, yeah, I'm, I'm the other half of Jasper and Monty. I'm the other half of Jaunty. Oh, you're the other half of Jasper and Monty. He's like, you arrested us for weed. See, I only know Monty. Yeah. And he's like, no, 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 that's Jasper. He's like, I helped you escape. Oh, uh, no, I'm Monty. Yeah. He's like, well, I'm, I'm, I'm the one that isn't, like, have my head shaved bald. Oh. Yeah. It's gonna be really hard for Kane to keep track of all of his kids. <laughs> the poor man. <laughs> he's like, he's like, Bellamy, do you think it's Octavia? And he's like, yeah. And he's like, which one's Octavia? <laughs> He's like, I know that one because there's only like three girls. <laughs> so like Clark, Harper, and Octavia. Oh my god. It's so fun. Okay, imagine. Okay. Are you ready? I'm ready. So Clark's like, hey, here I am standing here defiantly. Mm -hmm. And they're like, let's pull off the bags of the heads of our hostages. And so they do. And Kane sees Clark and goes, oh, it's Raven. <laughs> Why is Kane all of a sudden batted? I don't know, but I love it. <laughs> like, if anyone knows all their names, it's Kane, but this is so funny. Okay, wait. Okay, let's move on. <laughs> Must we? <laughs> I'm having a great time. Yes, we have to. All right, moving on. So, Bellamy and Echo go off, off yonder, and they're talking about Prime Fire and your man and my king or whatever, and Bellamy literally turns to her and goes, listen... Prime Fire doesn't discriminate against the sinners and the saints. It takes and it takes and it takes, you know? I knew it. I knew you were going to do it. I literally heard it the first time and I was just like, I know this line. I knew the minute you said discriminate, I was like, there she go. <laughs> there she goes. <laughs> How many Hamilton references do you think you could get in one podcast? I've only done one. I, think, I, I believe that you could get more in there. Oh, 100% I could, Okay. But I'm, like, specifically trying not to. Okay. Um, I love the line about how if she had actually died, these chains would be around Echo's neck. Like, I love that. Yep. Good line. I honestly don't have that much to say about Bellamy's speech to Riley. It was supposed to be, like, inspirational. The thing that I liked best about that speech is that Bellamy heard what Echo said, and he was like, you know what? Yeah, that makes sense. War makes murderers of us all. Yes. That was, I think that was the thing that I took away from that emotionally is that those two are starting to learn how to communicate with each other, even though they obviously hate each other more than life itself. Which sure would make more sense if it were Brian that he was talking to. That would have had a lot of more emotional impact if it was Brian. Mm -hmm. But since it wasn't Brian, I was just mostly sitting there going, if that boy pulls that trigger and Roan dies, first of all, we've lost a very handsome grounder. But second of all... Yeah, and our segment, Ronan Echo Makeup Hour. Yeah, exactly. And then we also lose the... Like, Kane could be injured. And if I see one hair injured on his head, I'm gonna kill Riley. Yeah, personally. Per... Pers I'm gonna hunt that boy down. There goes Kane and there goes Monty. We're both upset. 
all honestly both of our feelings all three of our feelings are hurt exactly yeah <sighs> that was a carrie that was a carrie fisher reference shout out i miss carrie do you think this is like the last that we will finally get to see of riley and now he's gone i don't think so <sighs> i really thought he served his purpose i need his background if we don't get his background i'm gonna be upset even more upset <laughs> really you want to see more of riley I just want to know how he's supposed to know these people. Does he know Bellamy because he was on the guard? But then how does he know Clark? I need to know. I always figure since the Ark is such a small place with a small population, they're sort of like individual classes. So like Jaha, Kane, and Abby were all in the same classes at school. And so then like Bellamy and okay. Cl- Well, Bellamy, I guess, would have been a couple years older than Clark, but like would have been around with Riley and stuff. I guess, uh... I just feel like they all show up to Farm Station... And Brian goes, oh, Riley. But Miller doesn't go, Riley. And and Monty doesn't go, oh, Riley. And Harper doesn't go, oh, Riley. And Bellamy doesn't go, oh, Riley. Only Brian. So why? Maybe it depends on what station you're raised in. Then why is it Monty, oh, Riley? Because Miley. Because Miley. Oh, he's just being Riley. <laughs> he's just being <laughs> Riley. From now on, I'm just going to start calling him a series of uh, names that aren't his name so um okay because miley was made up in this season to just be a flipping plot point and that was it and that's why we don't know anything so his name's riley uh ronald okay rufus Mm. reginald reginald reggie reggie riley good okay it is time for our segments and my first segment is called the post-apocalyptic sass watch and my number one sass watch goes to echo and roan for what if it's a trap it's a trap we're already in it and my honorable mention goes to clark and monty for did they find bellamy's unit yeah they're back and we forgot to tell you you're a little sassy monty your turn my segment is the Clark Richardson shower watch and like I think she continues to be clean and showered yeah she looks pretty right? nice yeah yeah I mean her hair looks brushed mm-hmm. and I mean she did some hiking but otherwise I think Clark showered yeah and shout out to everyone on Becca's Island who have also all showered yes they all look very nice and, and cleanly they're all nice and clean sanitized And my second segment is called the MVP Award, which stands for Most Valuable Protagonist Award. And the MVP of this episode for me was Monty Green. Monty is coming into his own as a leader. Yeah. I'm proud of him. That's my boy. And my last segment is the Marcus Kane Beard Appreciation. And uh, good beard. Good beard. Good beard. Stressed out beard. Good beard. Starting to grow out a little bit. Claps for the beard. Claps for the beard. Yes. Good beard. Stay tuned for next week for our official first Roan and Echo makeup hour. I'm so proud of them. Is it time to react to a trailer? It is time to react to a trailer. Okay. I am prepared. All right. Yep. Play. You're about to drive the last 10 barrels of hydrazine known to man through hostile territory. Oh, wow. Oh, this is definitely Mad Max the 100 Road. This is a video game. 100%. I think that Rowan's just around Arcadia like, yes, I belong here. out now. Oh, Marcus Kane looks so handsome. Look at that. What? Okay, shout out to Murphy for existing. Second question, where's Jasper? (laughs) I have no idea. I worry for him. I, uh, 
Maybe he's just not gonna be in this episode. Okay. Though I, I think he would enjoy going on a road trip, so like, what the hell? Yeah, he would. He likes to plug in some tunes, use the aux cord, and he's there. Okay, but um, a Clark and Rowan road trip is going to be the world's most awkward road trip. So weird. <laughs> what are they even going to talk about? <laughs> he's like, so uh, how, how was your childhood? Like, uh, it was mostly in space. They're like, oh, okay, can't relate, can't relate. <laughs> yeah, I can't relate, I don't know. Thank you so much for listening. Our music is Terminal by Good News Tunes. If you're a fan of Riverdale, we enjoy talking about that show too. And coming very soon, our Lost podcast. Our first episode has been recorded and is being edited. Like right now. Yeah. At some point. <laughs> yeah, it's happening. You can follow The Aficionados on Twitter at, at The Aficionados. You can tweet us with anything you'd like to discuss or point out or just in general. And our Facebook page is facebook.com slash theafficionados, so you can like that. We have a Patreon to cover some of our costs, and it is patreon.com slash theafficionados. We give a shout out to everyone who donates, and this week it is... Uh, my parents. <laughs> <laughs> if you donate more than $5 a month, you get a shout out, and uh, this one goes to them Jeffries my mom and dad for helping us out if you want to be just as cool as my mom and dad and you have some change to spare head on over to patreon.com slash the aficionados you're the best thanks i actually do want to be as cool as your mom because your mom is a very cool person <laughs> i like her you can follow me on twitter at Britannia with two t's and an underscore at the end and you can follow me personally at robin e jeffrey that's r-o-b-y-n-e-j-e-f-f-r-e-y on pretty much everywhere and you can also follow me at the hundred script we are tweeting every line of the hundred and we're just about done bodyguard of lies the show is on hiatus next week so you can join us back for episode 406 we will rise in two weeks okay love you bye okay love you bye 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 love you bye 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 bye, bye. bye.